Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What's up, guys? This is the Talking the Star podcast. I'm your host, Connor Livesy, joined by both my co-hosts today, Dalton Miller and Cole Patterson. It's been a couple weeks, I think, since we've all been together, but we're back. Uh, I'm going to try to figure out what is wrong with the Dallas Cowboys, even though they are coming off a win. They did get a, Isn't a that winning. the craziest part of all of this, though? Like, they won, and immediately everybody was like, we are dead. Oh, and, yeah. and immediately, it was it was horror stories on the timeline. It was amazing to me to see because they just won a game and I didn't think that they played particularly well. And I don't think they played particularly well for a while now. Um, but the, the sky is not falling. And it's so funny because if they would have won that game 37 to 31, nobody would have been upset at all just because the yeah. defense or just because the offense looked okay. Like people would have said, Oh yeah, the defense gave up a ton of points or the defense did this or that, but they wouldn't have this. The sky is falling. Uh, narrative that they're 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 going through right now yeah and i mean you know we're gonna get we're gonna talk about this a lot today but like i don't think the sky is falling by any means i mean there's um, people but, saying that washington is going to catch us i mean just hilarious stuff is happening on the timeline yeah, right now like i can't buy into that yeah and i mean i don't think washington's gonna, let me preface this by saying i don't think washington's gonna catch you either but you are two games up from Washington. If you lose against Washington this week, then it's one game and you got. So I can un, like I don't think the sky's falling. I don't think Washington's going to catch you. I don't think Washington's a good football team. I think they've been getting a lot of luck go their way here recently. Um, but I, I mean, I do think that there's a lot of things that need to get better if this team wants to win a playoff game, which I think that's the issue. Six weeks ago, we were like, oh, this is the best team in the NFL. You know, we feel like they got a chance to actually win, you know, make a Super Bowl or win the NFC championship. And now we're kind of like, are we going to win this wild card week? You know, like so. So, I mean, I I get it. I get it because it's it's not this guy's not falling. This team's still talented. It's getting a lot of its good players back. So there's so much there's like there's so much positive energy that's coming. But also there's a lot of negative energy based on the way this offense has played the last month or so of the season. So that's what we wanted to talk about today is like. What's going on with this offense? We've uh, we've touched on it briefly, kind of in and out as we've done these game previews over the last two weeks. Uh, being a Wednesday show, we've previewed um, we previewed the Oakland game and or the Las Vegas game, excuse me, and then we previewed the Saints game last week. So we haven't really that, been like able... every time we've been on now, dude. I, I know. Just I, to, I just want to point that out. <laughs> I'm so bad. Like I still call the Los Angeles Chargers, the San Diego. Like I'm just I can't I can't get it for some reason. So. Yeah, I've, I got the Rams for some like I always call them the Los Angeles Rams now. Well, they like, they'd already been in in LA once. I mean, it's kind of the way. Yeah, kind of the way kind that, that goes. Them. 
And then the other one was easy because it was. Well, you live down there too, so it made it easy. What Washington? Yeah, the team with no name. I still kind of mess that up sometimes too, just out of habit. But yeah. But um, so let's let's. I I just want to spend this whole podcast. I mean, I'm sure we'll touch on some of the defense. Obviously, just talking in and out like we have been. But I want to spend most of this entire episode breaking down, discussing, and trying to figure out what in the hell is going on with this offense. And it's a variety of things. Um, I spent the 20, 30 minutes today watching uh, Kurt Warner. He did, does the QB studies after every week, and he did one on Dak Prescott and the Cowboys offense last week. And he said a lot of the things that we've kind of touched on on this podcast as far as what's wrong with it, and it's pretty much all of it at this point. It's the play design. It's the play calling. It's the execution. It's the quarterback not looking like he trusts his line. It's the quarterback looking like he might not trust his receivers right now. It's the receivers not separating. It's just a jumbled mess right now. And I, I want to go through and obviously talk a little bit about what he talked about, but also just what we've seen from breaking, you know, looking at the tape, you know, watching these games multiple times, digging into the numbers, everything. So I just kind of want to start off, Cole, with you. Um, you know, it's it's it hasn't been a, you know – Hasn't been a fluke because it's been a five going on a six week issue now where the offense just hasn't been good, um, consistently good. It's had, you know, it had spurts of being really good and then it just kind of crumbles or it takes them a while to get going to get to that point. So what, which you're putting your finger on one thing right now, what's wrong with this offense? What do you say it is? Yeah. Um, it's hard because like you said, it's been a while and it's, since his offense has performed a complete game. I mean, I guess you could point to the Falcons game, but as me and you discussed a couple weeks ago, if they don't get that fourth down conversion on that first drive, who knows how the offense responds to that, you know? So I'm not sure. I haven't watched the Kurt Warner thing or anything like that. Um, But one thing that keeps popping into my head, y'all can tell me if I'm crazy or not. Um, It's just, it seems like the offense has been out of sync since Dak Prescott has missed that game against the Vikings. Um, funny enough, the last time they really had a, a complete dominant performance against a you know playoff caliber team was against that Patriots defense in Foxborough. Foxborough and as we have seen since then, you know, they arguably have the best defense in the NFL. Uh, they're playing lights out. Um, obviously, the, you know, the weather helped last night or Monday night against the Bills, but, you know, they still shut down that offense. They shut down offenses. Um, in the recent weeks, but the Cowboys had, had I wouldn't say had its way, but they put up 30 points. Um, granted, they go to overtime, but you know that Prescott played well. They had they could have they had more opportunities to score in that game near the goal line that just didn't go their way. Uh, but ever since Dak missed that Vikings game, it's like the offense hasn't really fully regained that you know that rhythm and that momentum really that it had um, for the first half of the season where we thought that. The Cowboys had the best offense in the NFL, and it was everybody else, you know, battling for second place in that regard. Um, I don't know if it's a thing where it's just, hey, they've been out of rhythm. You know, Amari Cooper's missed a game, C.D. Lamb's missed a game, Michael Gallup's been out, things of that. If it's just, you know, the personnel hasn't been able to gel together, uh, all being back on the field. If Dax Calf is still bothering him, I know Jerry and Steven, uh, a lot of people are saying that that he's fine, but still, it makes you wonder how he went from a 
being, um, I think some people probably had him first place in the MVP uh, race. If not, you know, that top echelon, now he's kind of falling off. You know, he still has an outside shot, but um, he's not in that first tier in most people's eyes in that MVP race. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it's one, you know, one thing. You know, the offensive line played bad against Kansas City. Dak played bad against Denver. Um, Ezekiel Elliott looks really banged up. Probably shouldn't be playing as many snaps as he is. They're still doing that musical chairs at right tackle. It sounds like you know Jerry Jones said he wouldn't um, he wouldn't point to Leo Collins or Terrence Steele being the starter moving forward, which I think is kind of crazy to even be discussing. I think like it's, everything's going wrong all at the same time for this offense, um, which is why they've you know looked you know I like Funk in the past month, what three losses in the last four games, you know, or five games. You have what one and three against the AFC West on the season, which is kind of weird. Um, I don't mean to, you know, ramble on, but it's just so many factors. Uh, I keep going back to Dak missing that Vikings game, which in the moment I was on board with him missing. You know, they, they had a extended lead, a comfortable lead in the NFC East. They looked on track to be one of those top maybe in top three seeds, top two seeds, maybe in the first seed at the time, even if they did lose to that Minnesota Vikings team. Um, but ever since he missed that game, whether it be that calf injury, whether it be the offense being out of rhythm, um, you know, maybe it's Kellen Moore changing the game plan with Cooper Rush and not wanting to go all the way back. Well, whatever the case is, it just seems like that's the point. That's the where I keep going back to, where the offense has struggled. And I I want to say I'm concerned with the offense playing well, but I am. I do have some uh, concerns about them reaching the, that level that they were uh, the first half of the season. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Dalton, I wanted to ask you, based kind of on some of the things Cole was touching on there, um, kind of just get your ranking of it. Like, how much do you think it's the offensive line? How much do you think it's the play calling? And then how much do you think – I mean, I know I think I already know this will probably be the third for you based on what I saw on your Twitter, but, like, how much of do you think the, the, the issues fall on Dak Prescott's shoulder? So you got the offensive line issues – the play calling slash play design issues, and then Dak Prescott, you know, just kind of the, the faults falling on his shoulders. Where, where do you have those ranked? 
Yeah, I mean, we, we've gotten super conservative on first and second down when it comes to running. Um, I also think that our run game has just lacked a lot of creativity in, in the recent weeks. And part of that might just be uh, that we are, you know, playing musical chairs with the offensive line. Um, so I, I, I don't really know how to. I don't know how to grade from from top to bottom. I know Dak is the the one that I worry about the least. Um, so I, I'm yeah. I'm not worried about Dak. I think Dak is going to and eventually get it back. What I need to see um, is just more flat out more creativity in the rushing attack. Um, I need Dak to to run the ball just a couple times. Just just make it look uh, like you might want to pick up a couple of yards on the ground because Keep that needs to honest. be. It needs to be a part of keeping the defense honest. Exactly. Um, even if you only pick up two or three yards, sometimes that is the better play to take instead of trying to force a ball into a tight window. And listen, we know that he can do that whenever he rolls left and throws a football. I get very excited. Uh, but at the end of the day, man, for me, it's the, the rushing attack has been uh, lacking creativity when at the beginning of the season they could do whatever they wanted there. Um, and so you have a balanced attack. Now it's really on the passing attack, but you're still trying to run the ball like you were early in the season, and it's not going very well. On top of that, you've had receivers coming in and out, whether it be Amari with COVID um, or CD with the uh, uh, concussion and then obviously getting Michael Gallup back. Listen, Michael Gallup and Dak Prescott do not look like they're on the same page right now. I don't know yeah. what's going on there. Um, they should have a, a pretty good relationship and rapport now. Uh, after being together for so many years now, uh, but they weren't practicing a lot together before this. So uh, I am a little bit less worried about it, um, but we've seen it a couple times in the past few games where, uh, you know, we, they took a shot play early in the game this past week. Um, it might've been the first series um, and Michael Gallup had no clue what was going on. He kind of ran 10 yards, um, threw up his, uh, his shoulders. Like he didn't know what was happening. Um, and and uh, CD Lamb was trying to run around on the opposite side, or, or uh, Gallup was, or uh, Gallup, uh, or uh, Amari. I can't remember exactly who it was. Uh, and then another time, uh, CD Lamb goes to run an out route. Um, you have him, uh, Gallup, running a, a vertical route. Um, and it looked like Dak thought that he was going to either stop that on a back shoulder uh, fade, um, or he was going to break it off, and it was going to be a comeback. Um, and it was just nowhere close because he continued to run down the field. Um, and it was too big of a miss to be a, a, a throw to right. CD lamb uh, because uh, as much as, you know, the uh, accuracy has been a talk in the past, it's proven that Dak is one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the NFL, um, especially when it comes to making the big miss. That one doesn't happen very often. So uh, that was a little bit weird as well. So for me, it's, it's receivers, you know, not being in, on the same page. Um, it, it's about guy like, Listen, I think Malik Turner should play more, personally. Um, and I was on the Noah Brown train for a very, very long time. Um, but but Malik looks to give you a little bit of juice in there. Um, but at the end of the day, it's about those top three guys, and they need to get it together. They need to separate from man coverage. I think yep. that's been a big issue. Teams yep. are running a ton of cover one against them and, and bet, betting on them not to beat them. And, you know, listen, for as good as CD is, um, for as quick and uh, flexible as he is in and out of breaks, man, he's not necessarily there as a route runner yet to consistently separate from man coverage. And that, in my opinion, is why you need Amari Cooper so much, even heading into next season. You need that one guy 
been against uh, an outside cornerback is going to get open. And that is what Amari Cooper does for this offense. He is the most important piece to this offense, aside from Dak Prescott. Um, the other thing is the offensive line, and that's just absolutely ridiculous to me. Like, there's just no excuse to be, you know, playing this. Oh well, oh Terrence Steele and uh, and Lyle Collins are kind of they're the same guy. It doesn't matter who plays. Oh. Of course it does. Of course one of them is better than the other. And, and for me, it's very much the same as why they're not playing Connor Williams. They're trying to find themselves an out. They don't want to have to pay Connor Williams, so they're trying to see if Connor McGovern can get it done, and then he's not getting the job done. And so at the end of the day, they're either going to have to draft a a left guard high or they're going to have to find one in free agency. But they don't want to pay Connor Williams, and that's obvious, or else they'd be playing him right now. And then on the other side, you have a guy that you paid a couple of years ago, has been a top 10 tackle when he has been healthy, but he was unhealthy last year. He came in camp overweight. They were pissed off at him about that. And then we have the drug test stuff, and they're pissed off at him about that. And so he's in the massive doghouse. So when he, even when he does play and he plays well, they're like, oh, well, we're going to put Terrence Steele back in there. Because Terrence Steele is cheap, and if they can save money on Lyle Collins next year, they will. Even though the cap is skyrocketing, and they don't really have to worry about paying him. Um, but that said, off my soapbox at the end of the day, as Stephen Jones would say, if – not paying Lyle and cutting him means that you get to pay Randy and the other guys and do that. Like if you can keep Gallup and, and, and Randy, and if you cut him, then, then cut him, whatever. I, I don't want to lose offensive linemen. I love having offensive line depth, but you know, go and draft one because a seventh round undrafted rookie, I don't care how well he's played. That is not what I want to see at right tackle going into next season. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I kind of, I'm with you. I think I until today, I would have said it was the offensive line. I would have said that that was my biggest issue because Connor McGovern hasn't been good. Lyle Collins hasn't been great. Even Tyron Smith's getting beat. Zach Martin. I mean, all those guys, the guys who we look at as studs on the offensive line, have had their fair shares of getting beat. Tyron Smith has had some, you know, some of those phantom penalties that have killed some touchdown drives this season as well. Um, in the last couple of weeks. But I think the communication and and route running that Jerry, I mean, Jerry came on the radio on Tuesday and said straight up, he was like, that's the biggest issue with our offense right now is our receivers are running routes the wrong direction. They're cutting them off short when they need to be ran deeper. And I mean, again, as much as we kind of roll our eyes at what Jerry says, I don't think he would say that if there wasn't a lot of truth to it. Um, if it, it, and again, it shows up on no, the tape. There's, because- there's, there's absolutely truth to it. I see right. that on the tape all the time. And and that's the problem with, with, with people that watch bro- – and it's not your fault watching the broadcast. It's, right. it's the broadcast's fault for not showing you the wide view of, oh, this is what the receiver was doing and this is where Dak was throwing it. No, Dak did not throw a, a, a five-yard hitch route four yards to the left. Right. It ha- it's like, happened on, to Gallup. Yeah, he threw it there on purpose because that's right. where he thought his receiver was going to be. And they're not there because they're not figuring it out right now. And that's part of, you know, we talked, they talked early in the season about not having a scheme. Well, when you don't have a scheme, that means you run everything. And when you run everything, like we found out with the defense last year, maybe it's too much. Maybe you do need to simplify the offense a little bit and at, at least the passing attack and figure out what you are good at and just do that. Yeah, I agree. Like I said, I mean, there's been there's been 
I think two throws that have been talked about on Twitter a lot over the last couple weeks, and it was the touchdown that was supposed to be thrown to Michael Gallup against the Raiders there in the fourth quarter when they kicked that go-ahead field goal, and it was thrown at the pylon, and Michael Gallup kind of got held up at the breakoff, and don't, again, I think the situation where he ran yeah, his route. Yeah, he tripped up, and he looked like he was going to the back pylon. It looked like Dak was thrown to the front. I think he ran his route a little too deep type of deal where he's supposed to cut it off at the front of the goal line. He, he got stumbled up, and then he was in the end zone making his break. And that one was talked about in the one last week where CD on, on fourth down, um, that one was talked about on the Kurt Warner uh, YouTube breakdown today too where somebody did something wrong on that route because uh, CD l- runs the like jet motion and he's running pretty much like a seam. It's almost a seam route, but he's come over in the jet motion. And at the point where Dak turns around off the play fake, CD Lamb and I think it was Dalton Schultz, could have been Michael Gallup, don't quote me on that, but they're literally standing right beside each other, like running smack into each other. Oh, yeah. And Kurt mm-hmm. Warner was pretty much like, I mean, this is a terrible route spacing. Like, they're right beside that's each what, other. That's what got Jason Garrett fired. Yeah, it was fourth <laughs> and two, and both, yeah. of the, both of the receivers on the Reed side of the field were running smack into each other with one yard of spacing into each other on fourth and two. And he was like, I mean, come on. Like, what are we doing here? Like, the routes, somebody, he, that's what he said. He was like, either somebody ran the wrong route or this is the worst route concept of all time. I mean, like. I might have paraphrased a little bit there, but he was like, this is either an awful play design or somebody messed up. And you can see it because Dak goes to throw, like, it's like the throw was supposed, it was supposed to be almost like a one read throw where he was coming out of the break and CD was supposed to be open based on a rub or whatever it was. And you could see kind of like started a throw and was like, oh shit, uh, both of my guys are standing right beside each other and both of them are covered. And then CD kind of takes that route up the seam. And again, people talked about it all, all night and whatever, that that was a, egregious miss and it wasn't a miss it was somebody ran the wrong route or the play design was so bad that the coverage dictated that the ball need to be thrown more up the seam and not you know outside shoulder and that and again like like you said Dalton, like it's just it's frustrating when you you know we see we watch the games then we watch the games on all 22 and you see so many different things on all 22 than you do um you do um, on silence your phones, broad- please silence your phones <laughs> on the on the broadcast. <laughs> but you know, it's just I don't know. To me, it's 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 a big offensive line thing because you can tell that Prescott does not trust his offensive line. You can tell that at times yeah. he might start to move the pocket when he doesn't need to because he's worried about that pressure coming up the middle of that offensive line, and then at times his tackles are getting beat as well. So. Um, and that was the other thing that Kurt Warner spent a lot of time talking about is he he kind of get, he's getting off of his reads a little too quick right now. And he's a little bit more patient with his reads, um, and that that to me is a sign of a guy who's just not sure where the pressure's coming from. He needs to move the pocket. He needs to get out of trouble. And and again, it's it's multiple things. It, it's a lot of different things. But I think that offensive line issue is key. And then I think that I think that the whole route combination route concepts and route spacing and all that's an issue too just from a receiver standpoint and a play design issue they're not Uh, doing a good job of getting easy separation against man coverage when they should be able to and a lot of it is because they have absolutely no idea how to run a rub route not yeah and again they they can't figure it it out And, and i don't know why this team 
is so adamant about playing by the rules all of the time. And this might just be a, a part of being a, a heavy Jason Garrett, uh, you know, 10 years of it. I mean, there, there's a culture that is built there. Listen, OPI on every single play, do whatever you have to do to get open. And if that means that you have to just completely run into a defender on a pick route, please, I would rather you get an offensive pass interference than you not contact or not even get close to him and then have the the route not work because you screwed it up. Okay, so whatever you have to do on your rub routes, actually rub somebody, Dalton Schultz. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 definitely like I said, it's it's so many different issues that it's. It's not like we're going to come on here and just talk about. I mean, again, we we and they we have talked no about screen like, game either. No well, screen the, game whatsoever. I was, I was and, I, and I've tweeted this a million times. Every single time I watch somebody call a screen, it picks up positive yards. Not us. Not the Dallas not Cowboys. The Cowboys. Nope. The, the nope. One, I guess the one it was called a run, but the one that CD was the only successful successful screen I remember seeing this year, and that was. That and was it wasn't really even called a screen. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, like I said, like we we've talked about these offense issues for we're going on 25 minutes now, and we didn't mention that they literally are the worst running team in the NFL right now. And it's just because there's so many other issues that we think are impacting more. I mean, it'd be nice if they could run the ball to to you know make it a little bit easier on this passing game. But man, it's just from I mean Dalton, we we touched on it a little bit before we left last week, but it's just like. Kellen Moore went from the talk of the town to like what the hell is going on within a two week period and it's just like there are a lot of people saying that he was going to be the head coach next year yeah I mean we even discussed I mean, we, we talked. We said, we said I think I said I mean I definitely said like yeah if it comes yeah. down to you know it, week six I was like if it comes down yeah. to losing Mike for Kellen yeah give Kellen the job but holy crap and now it's like a whole 180 since then yeah, and again, it's not all Kellen's fault by any means, but like he's definitely not helping the cause right now. And when your yeah. players are unhealthy and they're struggling to execute, we need the coordinator to be better at play design or help scheming these guys open with, like Dalton said, the rub routes, all that type of stuff. And we're just not seeing it happen. And and again, it's it when when I watch tape and I see guys running their route concepts, you know, their route spacing's not very good. You know, I can say that on Twitter and people can roll their eyes or agree with me, whatever it is. But then when Kurt Warner does it, it seems to get a little bit more attention. So I'm interested to see. Listen, Connor, you never played football, OK? Yeah. And, and Kurt Warner <laughs> did. And that's all that matters. OK. I was I was the backup <laughs> kicker in high school. So I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't but, even think we had a backup kicker. I don't even think that's a position. I think somebody lied to you. I don't. I don't. <laughs> It was just to get him on the roster. They had to assign him something. They had to give him a jersey number. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I mean, I mean, again, like, I don't. The quarterback hasn't fallen off as much as people are making it seem. Um, I think he's mm-hmm. playing. I think last week he played well. Um, again, every quarterback's gonna miss throws. When you break it down in slow motion and you draw it up on a chalkboard, you can point out any misses. I think he played fine. Um, I think, you know, there's things he can clean up with trusting his offensive line a bit more, maybe trusting his receivers a little bit more, but I think they can also do him some favors. I just think the biggest thing is, is being more successful in first and second down. This team 
He's getting into too many third downs still. They're getting unlucky on third downs still. They're not executing on third downs still. And the play calling on third down I don't love because it's like you don't – I mean, on third down, you see a lot of guys running rub routes nowadays just creating the easy pitch and catch, and we're not seeing that from this team. So, and our, you know, Amari Cooper's really your only – true separator well, and, and another yeah. thing that we we need to bring up is that it's really difficult to complete third and eighth it's really right. difficult yeah. to get open in those situations anything third, third and coming. five and over right now it's just tough for him <laughs> yep well and it's just because teams are going to protect the sticks in those situations and a lot of your concepts that are going to be able to get open like I mean, they're going to be blitzing, uh, you know, some of the time, especially when they're running as much cover one as they are. And you just don't have time to run routes that are going to get open against yeah. cover one in those situations. So I, it's just yeah, they, they put themselves in bad situations. Yeah, I mean, they, they put themselves in bad situations by putting themselves in third and eight because they run on first and second down. And that's really or, I, or I, it's an incomplete pass on first down. And they're like, oh, my God, well, that didn't work. So we might as well run for two yards. That that's really my biggest gripe with Dak recently yeah. is he's not checking out of those runs and just, I mean, because he was doing, the, he was doing yeah, seems like I he agree. might. And again, like it's not they are getting decent boxes to run against too, and they're still not being yeah. successful running the like football. That's the thing. Like, yeah. It's it's just yeah. tough right now. I mean, I, I don't. They're just going through a period right now where nothing's really working great for them. Um, you know, we thought so what's maybe the solution. They, how do how do they get back on track? Because we know what this what, offense is capable I think capable what Dalton of. said is probably the best start for him, and that's simplifying it and committing to a scheme and not just not just willy-nilly in it. Because I feel like that's kind of what they were doing, and it was working. But now you got guys running wrong routes. you got guys kind of freelancing a little bit, and it's just not really working for them. So I think maybe if you kind of commit to – you know, the route concepts a little bit stronger, you know, developing more of a, you know, more of legit scheme on the offensive side of the ball, I feel like that would help because I do feel like there is some merit to what you said, Dalton, as far as like, oh, they were just so good at doing everything that you could kind of just line up and do what you wanted, but that's not working anymore. And I think, building that continuity with the, I think putting Connor Williams back in at left guard and sticking with your best five offensive linemen is going to help. And it's going to, it's going to allow you to run the ball a little bit better. Obviously, Dak not like they're committed to that yet. If they're still, I mean, obviously Jerry isn't the coach, but he's on the radio saying they haven't made the decision. If they're going to stick with Leo, if they're going to put Terrence Steele back in. They never listened to me. (laughs) I mean, they, they, yeah, I mean, they just, said they would play. They said they would play both of them, correct? Yeah. Yeah, he said yeah, they're they both going to play, play a lot. Is what it was. Yeah, that's said. unbelievable to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. If it, dude, if if by that he meant that they're going to put Lyle Collins at left guard, I quit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put it past them at this point. It's just it's so funny because all all the people on Twitter who begged for Connor McGovern to play are now begging for Terrence Steele to go back to right tackle and Lyle Collins to play left guard, and I'm like, what are we doing here? Uh, Just put the Madden. guy who was good at left guard back at left guard and play your better right tackle. And even I, I'm going to be real. If they say, not that I agree with this by any means, but I'd be okay with them just committing to Terrence Steele as the right tackle and playing yes. Connor Williams at left guard. <laughs> Yeah, just I mean, at, at this point, I would rather you just make a commitment. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. 
Because that's the, that's the last unit on the field you want to keep playing around with is the offensive line. I mean, you can move around linebackers. Yes. You can move, move around defensive backs. You can try different guys at DN. But offensive line, you want them to – you want the same five to gel and, you know, play snaps together as much as possible. Obviously, you can't control injuries. You Tyron's missed a couple games here and there. But, you know, you want your five best on the field, like you all said. And you don't want to play around with, with it, that unit when – Dak's already shown some signs of not trusting the pocket when they haven't been able to block, um, you know, some of the better fronts they've gone up against in the recent weeks. Uh, when when you're this close to the playoffs, I think that's the last position that you need to keep experimenting with. I think it's pretty clear who your best five are at this point in the season. Put Connor Williams back at guard, put Leo Collins at right tackle, and just live, live with the results. I don't see what... I don't know what they're looking for if they're still trying to, you know, play around with that. We're a defensive team now, boys. Yes, we are. And <laughs> I, it's I, funny because we, we said during the uh, preseason, if we just had a top 20 defense, yeah. <laughs> definitely a top 15 defense, we're looking at one of the Super Bowl contenders. And they still could be. but it's, Defense is top five and the offense yeah. is yeah. out of the top 10 we're, right now. Reaching closer to the playoffs and we, this whole podcast has been what's wrong with the offense, which is it's so, it's bizarre, so you know? Yeah, it's, it's pretty it's pretty Cowboys. Pretty Shout typical. out Dan Quinn and Micah Parsons. Yep. I, I, own a, I own an apology to that to uh, the I Cowboys. I think a lot of us do. Yeah, uh, no, I was not absolutely. Happy. I was not the happiest camper, but man, he's, he's a my, freak. Uh, he's my second favorite player on this football team right now. Yeah, hard not to be. Yeah, no, he's he's I yeah, mean, he's a lot of fun. He's a he's a true I know, difference maker. Gets gets thrown out a lot, but he's the definition of the true difference maker. He, and again, like this has been talked about a little bit, but he truly is a top five defensive player of the year candidate based on what his defense was last year, the difference he's making, and the impact. Unless you look at Vegas odds, uh, <laughs> they know they know he's they know he doesn't have a shot. Um, I know. I'm just saying should he, he should. Yeah, should he be absolutely, but he won't be because he's a rookie. Right, right, and he's gonna win it. He's gonna run def- defensive rookie of the year, so they're not gonna give it. Exactly, you know, they won't double that. They, they, they did it. They did it for defensive player of the month. They gave it to Robert Quinn, even though Michael Parsons had you know head and shoulders better month than he did. Yep. But it's easier to just throw him the rookie award instead. Yep. yep. And like I said, it, it's disappointing because he's you know the counting numbers match up relatively close to T.J. Watt and Miles Garrett. He's got a ton of more tackles. He's got more tackles for loss. You know, obviously they have more sacks, but they've rushed the passer. Hundreds of times, you know, I think Michael's Miles My- Garrett has rushed the passer 150 times more, and TJ Watts rushed the passer 60 times more. I think that's what I saw today. So, I mean, truly, just we knew the Steelers' defense was going to be decent. We knew the Cleveland Browns' defense was going to be good. They got good players all over the defense. We were talking about, like you said, Cole, in the preseason, like, well, if, as long as this defense can just not be the last in the league, we'll be fine. Yeah. And his impact alone has been. <laughs> Wow. Transformed the whole Marcus unit. Marcus Lawrence has missed the entire year. Yeah, that's another I mean, thing. It's just, it's been, it's it, like you said. I mean, I owe him an apology. I know a lot of people owe, owe an apology because it's a, uh, it's it's tremendous to watch right now. We hope he stays on that same pace. Um, they're getting some guys back coming up this week in Washington with Randy Gregory and Neville Gallimore hopefully coming back. That's kind of 
what we what we seem to be hearing and seeing the the, the guy coaches and, and front office members say. So it'll be interesting to see how they deploy him when they do get Randy and Demarcus. You know, obviously Demarcus came back last week. Once they kind of get full strength there, how are they going to deploy him? They're going to use him as a linebacker. Use him as a pass rusher. Yeah, not to interrupt, but just your point of how you know, they've been without Demarcus Lawrence, they've been without Randy Gregory, Gallimore, they've been without guys in the secondary. That should strengthen, you know, the case for Parsons to win Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, because he made the point that um, that we expected the Steelers, we expected the Browns' defenses to be good, to be among the best, and that's not to take any, you know, credit away from Garrett and Watt because they're pretty big reasons why they're so good, but you know, Parsons gives this defense so many, so much flexibility and so many options to play with. That it's going to be, it's hard not to be excited to see all these guys on the same field together. If you can get Gallimore healthy, that's been an area of concern this whole season is that defensive tackle. As good as Osa's plays has played, as good as some other guys have stepped up, they need a D, they need at least at the very minimum another body at that defensive tackle spot. And Gallimore is going to provide that. You can have um, Gregory and Lawrence on opposite ends of the defensive line and kind of play around with Parsons. It makes that defense that much more dynamic, and you got to be. It's it's very encouraging as we you know hit the final stretch of the regular season. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, like I said, hopefully everybody stays healthy these last few weeks, and you go into the playoffs yeah, at full strength on defense, and hopefully the offense sure. has figured it out by then. So, as much doom and gloom as we've we've been talking about and seeing about this team we 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 still think they got a really good chance to go into the playoffs as one of the better teams in the nfl if they can figure some things out on offense um i'm sorry if i blow it for everybody this weekend as i'll be (laughs) in washington again so if they lose you know who to tweet you serious why are you oh my god (laughs) my wife got me tickets to the game bro like senior Send your hate tweets to Connor NFL Draft. You're a fake fan. Fake fan. Send your hate tweets to Connor NFL Draft on Sunday afternoon. Please do. If they do not play well on Sunday, please, everybody send hate to Connor. <laughs> you know well, who to blame. Honestly, if, you see him, if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan and you see him at FedEx Field, punch him in the face for me. <laughs> it's, been, it's, been a, it's, it, it's been a rough season as far as... Went to the I can't wait game. till Heineke throws for 500 yards on the defense. And um, there, the, Hey, there's whoever, a chance he will because he's going to throw it three yards to Antonio Gibson every time, and then it will be up to – well, hopefully Micah Parsons will be playing linebacker some. <laughs> I was going to say, this kid – I sent out a tweet earlier in the week. LVE could go into early retirement this week if, if things go the way Washington wants them to. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, can you imagine? And listen, Antonio Gibson is great. We're rambling at this point, but like JD McKissick on oh. <laughs> on LBE is disgusting to think about. Disgusting. <laughs> was it Kenyon Drake against the Raiders who <laughs> carried? Who was it that carried LBE up the seam against the Raiders and he just face planted? <laughs> yeah, that was probably Drake. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, hey. Might have been wrong about Parsons, but I crushed I hit the LV pick out of the park. Yeah, you did. <laughs> win some, you lose some. But we'll uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully after a win, a division win, and one that, depending on – Philly's got a bye week this week, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah. if you get a win this week, yeah. it's going to make that division a whole hell of a lot hot, you know, 
easier for you to clinch. So I think this is a big one. Obviously, they're all big at this point, but I think this team, with with Washington technically being in second place right now, two games behind, you go ahead and you go up pretty much three and a half on them with only a few games to play. It's going to make it tough. So I say you uh, you go win this game this week, and I think we can start talking about the, the playoffs for sure, unlike Jerry, who's been talking about them for three weeks, even though it... <laughs> It's been a, it's been it's getting closer. It's getting tighter. But uh, we'll be back next week on the Talking the Star podcast. Make sure you have subscribed to the Blogging the Boys podcast feed on whichever podcast platform you listen on. Um, go ahead, leave us a rate, give us a comment, five stars. However you do these things on podcasts, we'll appreciate all of that. Um, and, and subscribe to the feed and get a bunch of different shows from a def- bunch of different people, a bunch of different voices. So thank you guys so much for listening. We are Talking the Star.